Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavour. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome everyone to the Storybox. This is the place to be if you're a lover of stories, learning new and interesting things, growing abundantly, and if you want to improve your overall life. My name is Jay Fansom, and I've made it my purpose to unbox and share the amazing stories from people of every profession all over the world. I'm grateful that you're here today. Let's journey into the Storybox together and hear more about whose story will be unboxed today. We're currently living in a broken world. There's a lot of uncertainty. There's a lot of anxiety, trauma that people are going through. And my next guest today is one that is no stranger to all of that, but he's decided to turn it around and help us all uh, figure out how we can become restored. Those people that have been hurt in the past by different traumas, different events, by different religions and sects, And uh, he helps us, instead of focusing on the religion aspect, he helps us uh, dive into faith and how faith can help restore a lot of broken people in uh, in their life. And for those of you that don't know who my next guest is today, I encourage you to go and look him up. His name is Lecrae. He's not only a New York Times bestselling author now, he's a multi-Grammy award-winning platinum-selling artist Lecrae has evolved not just becoming a New York Times bestselling author. He's an entrepreneur, speaker, thought leader, philanthropist, and co-owner slash president of Reach Records. To date, he has sold more than 3 million copies and has been nominated for five different Grammy Awards, including a win for Best Gospel Album, 15 Dove Awards, one Billboard Music Award, and has received both a Soul Train Music Award and Bet Hip Hop Award nomination. From his 2007 album, All Things Work Together, his single, I'll Find You, featuring Tori Kelly, is now certified platinum by the RIAA. He sold over 1 million copies of that song, and his other one, Blessings, featuring Ty Dolla Sign, is now gold. He sold over 500 copies of that song alone. In addition to his new book, I Am Restored, Lecrae will release a new album, Restoration, and a documentary in, or he's already released it last year. But Lecrae does a lot for his local community. And we get to talking about why he does it specifically, his background, uh, why he's focusing on this message of being restored, how he lost his religion but found more something more important, which is faith. And I think this conversation is going to transform a lot of people's mindsets and, and lives. I really, really enjoyed 
actually diving into things that I don't think he's really uh, spoken about before. I know it's only a shorter conversation, but really uh, his time is valuable, right? So I wanted to make the most of this, but this his message of I am restored. You can be restored too. If you want a copy of his book, make sure to click the link below and go and get your copy. Uh, trust me, it's 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 stellar read. Um, I've got my copy. You need to go and grab yours. Um, but I highly recommend that you guys get this copy. And if you do enjoy this conversation, you'll enjoy the book once again even more so. Uh, he goes further into how he became Lecrae. And that's he's got such an important message. But anyway, guys, I don't want to belayer on the point. I want you guys to enjoy this conversation as much as possible. So please, if you do get something from it, leave a five-star rating and review over on Apple Podcasts as well and share it around to your friends and your family. Lecrae is extremely well-known in uh, not just his local community but across the world, especially in Christian circles and even non-Christian circles too. He has uh, bridged that gap very, very well, I have to say. So without any further ado and me going on and on, it is time to be restored by the amazing story of none other than Lecrae. So let's dive into the story box, everyone. I appreciate it. Thanks for the opportunity. The pleasure is all mine, man. Um, I'm really glad that you're here. Before we dive into everything that you're doing, your backstory, the whole bit, I normally start off all my interviews with one particular question, and I think you might like it. Um, it is, what does success look like to you? Oh, man, success is, uh, you know, I, I, I say this, I say success is not what I do compared to, to what other people do. Success is what I do compared to what I was created to do. And so, uh, you know, what, 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 is, what are you here for? And how well are you doing at that? Um, that's what success is. And so I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not supposed to be Kendrick Lamar. I'm not supposed to be, uh, Kirk Franklin. I'm supposed to be Lecrae and how well am I doing at being Lecrae? And if I'm doing that well, then I'm successful. Love that, man. When, when was the moment for you in your life that you realized this was success for you? Has it been this gradual thing over time or was there a catalyst moment somewhere in your life? Yeah, you know, I think I think, you know, I, I have reached the pinnacle for, for myself when I was able to pay my bills by doing what I love to do. Um, everything that after that was just, you know, icing was a blessing, you know, to win Grammy Awards and have number one albums and platinum. All those things are were just beyond the scope of my imagination. And so, um, you know, I was honestly in a, a, in a great place as soon as I was able to pay my rent uh, with with making music. How did you get started in all this, man? Did you always want to be a, a singer or a rapper? Where was the beginning, the origin story, if you will? Yeah, I think um, I started off uh, as, a, as a kid loving music. I grew up in a musical household. My mom always played music around the clock, clean and cooking music was playing. So I loved music. Um, and then, of course, uh, my grandmother was kind of the spiritual influence in my life. And so, you know, a lot of gospel music going on there. And I just kind of combined the worlds, you know, and, and uh, you know, was able to connect to both sides of that, uh, of, of who I was. Um, and as a kid, just just wrapped around the neighborhood and around the community. And I think getting into school and and, you know, people recognizing the talent helped me know like, okay, man, I may have something here. So I just kept pursuing it and uh, it led to just different opportunities. 
And it was kind of like a, a groundswell over time, just making music for people and then ended up selling out the trunk of my car until, you know, here we are today. Mate, what was the biggest lesson for you that I guess either came from your mother or your grandmother? You mentioned there that your grandmother was more the spiritual influence in your home. What was a lesson that I guess both of them taught you that sort of made an impact on your heart and mind? Yeah, my mother, you know, her big thing was uh was was education and and um uh, just tenacity, just having a a, a a no quit attitude. So she wouldn't let me quit anything. You know, it was kind of like just you're not gonna quit. You're gonna keep pushing, you're gonna keep pushing, and you're gonna persevere. Um uh, so she gave me a, a sense of of will and and a desire to to finish what I started. And my grandmother, um, you know, she just really had um just the heart of God and just wanted to see people uh, who were broken and and hurting, uh, find healing and find help. And so she was always the person who was serving the homeless and and helping those in need. And uh, and and that that's really the compassion and mercy is is really what she showed. Mm. So for you, man, have you always had this, I guess, sense of faith about you in God, or when was the moment that you sort of realized God was real in your life? No, I I think you know I kind of I thought I did. You know, I probably. You know, because most people, you know, you grow up in in and around church, you kind of like, yeah, yeah, cool. I, yeah, I believe in this. But it, it didn't get real for me until I was 19. And uh, at 19 years old, I went to a uh, I went to a conference in Atlanta, you know, just a lot of college kids there. And and I, I just heard stories. And I saw people who looked like me and I thought, wait a minute, like these people can't love God because they look like me. They can't be serious about God. They dress like me. Their hair looks like mine. Like yeah, this can't be right. But what I found out was that they did, they were sincere and it helped me understand, well, if they're sincere, then I can be sincere. And, um, and I think, you know, God met me there and, and was like, Hey, if you, you know, I love you and I'm willing to embrace you despite your circumstances, your past, the things that have happened to you in your life. Um, there's a fresh start waiting for you right here. And that was the, that was the beginning of my journey with God. How has God made himself real over the course of your life? Have you found that difficult, challenging, especially in, in this space that you are in, to be a believer, to be someone of faith? Have you found it difficult? Oh, man. Um, you know, I think, obviously, um, you know, you spend a lot of time doing all these great things um, for God, but you're not spending time with God. And, uh, and, and so the, the ways that God has made it real for me is just pulling me to the side or, or stopping my plans and saying, it's, it's not about your plans. It's about my plans and just messing up my ideas of how things are supposed to happen. Um, and, and when your hands are tied and you're frustrated, um, you realize like, Oh, I've got to turn to you. It's kind of like him getting your attention. And, uh, when every time he gets my attention, the path is always better than I imagined it being, you know, um, and even when I destroy things, destroy relationships or destroy, uh, you know, different things going on in my life, he finds a way to restore them and and, and bring healing to them. Mm. Did you ever question your faith, especially when you were selling tracks out of the boot of your car? Of course. Yeah, of course. I, I definitely, uh, you know, would have spells of doubt, uh, spells of despair. Um, there, there were times in my life when I doubted. Uh, because I was just like, I needed logical scientific answers. And uh, there were times in my life when I doubted because it did, you know, believing in God uh, did not 
endorsed my lifestyle and I wanted to live life for me and not for God. And so I didn't want that accountability. I didn't want that conviction. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are, those are two different times in my life. You know, I, I was never probably the person who, when the world's going bad, I'm just like, I'm done with God. I've had some moments like that, but, but mostly it's been, um, I, I don't, I, I, I don't want to be responsible for following my, my convictions, um, because it, it, it's too much pressure and I don't feel like I can live up to it. Do you have a, a, a life verse at all that you hold dear to your heart? Um, you know, I think, uh, for many years, it was Romans 1 16. I'm unashamed of the gospel is the power of God for salvation for everyone who believes. Mm. Um, I think, you know, as, as, as powerful as that verse is and, and as, as potent as it is, um, I think for me now, um, I, I really do look at the whole book of Jonah as like my life verse. <laughs> uh, you know, it's just so many elements to it. I, I can't pick a single part about it, but um, just the fact that, you know, he was in doubt, he was, he was going astray. Um, he was in despair and then God still loved him, you know, uh, and, and God still embraced him and God still used him, uh, despite it, despite himself. And, um, and I think, man, I just relate to that so much. So specifically, uh, Jonah, he ran away from God. Has that ever happened to you? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I spent years running from God. Um, and this is, this is after, knowing him and, 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 and trusting him and, and dedicating my life to him. Um, I spent years just saying, man, I just, I don't, I, I don't want to have to deal with this. I don't, I don't know what's up and what's down. Um, the, the church had disappointed me mm-hmm. and I was, I was, I was disgruntled and frustrated. And so, um, I just, I kind of threw my arms up and said, I'm done with this stuff. And, uh, you know, and God tracked me down, you know, his love and mercy pursued me. Mm-hmm. He's done that to me in the past. <laughs> uh, yeah, more yeah. more recently, man. It's a it's an interesting thing, especially when God makes Himself known to me and the interesting ways that He actually does it. Like we least expect it to happen, but it's like yeah. if we are truly a child of 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 God, then like a shepherd that goes after a lost sheep, He will guide them back. And that guiding process, it might not always be pain-free <laughs> if yeah. I can say. Uh, yeah. but it's the most most meaningful and needful thing for everyone I, I guess that has walked away from God um, I'm curious Lecrae speaking about your your new book I Am Restored the title is, is quite fascinating what do you mean by the fact that you are restored in what context yeah I think um Restore restoration is, is, is an idea that, you know, you had a purpose, you, you, you had a, a position and for whatever reason, somehow you're not functioning or operating in that position. You know, maybe it's like a a beautiful car and it, it, it was, it carried the family around perfectly. And maybe just after years of, of not, of sitting in the garage or, uh, it, it just, it deteriorates and you're like, well, this car is done. Um, and, and restoration is when you take that car and you say, oh, you're not done. You just need some work and you can get right back to the purpose that you had initially. Um, that, that's what I experienced in my life is I thought I was sidelined. I thought I was done. I thought I was like, I don't know about this God thing. I've just, I've gone too far. You know, it's just, there's no hope left. And, uh, and God's like, no, 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 I'm not done with you. I want to restore you and, uh, and use you in ways that you, you, you didn't expect. Mm -hmm. And, 
and and that's exactly what he's what he's done and what he continues to do. So it's a process. It's not like it happens and it's done. All right, you're restored, done. It's no, I want to restore you every day. Every time you wake up, I want to continue doing the work of restoration. For a young person right now, or even a middle-aged person that is struggling with this idea of coming back to God, they're fighting, they're wrestling, they're running away, and they they need that little bit of extra push. What would you say to them? Yeah, I would say, you, you know, you woke up this morning and that's the evidence you need to know that God's not done with you. Um, you know, a lot of times we struggle with the idea of, you know, well, is there a God? If there's, if, if there's no God, there's no purpose. You know, you're just a bunch of atoms and cells with no meaning, no purpose. And if there's no purpose, then there's no reason for doing anything. There's no reason to eat, drink, <laughs> nothing. But you do have purpose. You have worth. You have value. And I think we know that. And that's why we treat ourselves with purpose. That's why we try to protect ourselves from danger. And, and you know, we, we, we're passionate about certain things. And so if you have purpose, it was given to you. Mm-hmm. And, and the person who has given you purpose wants to continue showing you how to flesh that out. And, and that's all the more reason to come back to God, to come back to, uh, you know, his, 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 his purpose, his purpose for plan for you. It's, it's interesting that you say that, man, because I actually created a video about that very thing that oftentimes for a lot of people, they get confused that their purpose is with what they are doing rather than who they are. And I actually mm. made the illustration. We need to separate ourselves between the I am versus I do. And who you are right now is the most important thing. Every single day, I believe this, every single day I am being restored 100%. I am different to who I was yesterday compared to who I am today. And that is because God, uh, he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. But for me, I know that who I was yesterday was a sinful human being that I need to come back to God every single day, eyes of forgiveness, the whole bit. But that doesn't, necessarily impact on who I am really as a human being, the one that God created for me to be uh, a light in this world. And that is exactly who you are, man. Like you are a, a positive influence, a positive light through not just your music, but your, your works in the community. And I think God honors that. I think God respects it and he loves that man. I think that's why he's blessing everything that you're putting your hand to like everything that, I was, I was hearing before coming on, on this call with you. It's just honestly amazing to see how God is still working mm. in, in the world and he's doing it through you, man. So I just want to honor you and, and say thank you so much for, for all of that. I'm grateful. Appreciate that. Mm. Man, I'm, yeah. I'm curious, like out of all the things that you've, you've done so far in your life, what has been your greatest achievement and why? Hmm. I think, uh, I think being present with my, my, my wife and kids is definitely my greatest achievement. Um, you know, for a long time, I, I, I was concerned with chasing after everything I could, you know, accomplish. And I got, I got to do this and I got to do this. And, and, you know, some things were noble, you know, I got to take a flight to China to go serve people. Those are noble things. But, um, but China, China will get another missionary. Uh, The music industry will get another artist. Uh, My kids won't get another dad. 
you know, oh. it's my, my wife may get another husband. She's really pretty, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but all that to say is, is man, once I was present, I was able to be effective in their lives in ways that I, I, I never had been before. Once I was consistent and just sitting still and being there and listening to them, talking to them and wrestling with them, um, I was able to make a difference and, and create bonds uh, that'll last a lifetime and will continue to uh, build the legacy. And so I would say that's my greatest achievement. Mm, that's so good, man. I, I love how um, you said that your kids won't get another dad. That is, that is powerful stuff. <laughs> um, um, I'm curious, man, like your, your creative process currently with making songs, with new ideas, what does that look like for you? Um, being connected to the people, you know, spending time with real people, um, hearing real stories. Mm. Um, because if, if you're, if you're speaking out of a vacuum and you're, you're not really speaking to the issues that people are wrestling with, you're just kind of talking in circles. Um, you're not really speaking to the human condition. You're not speaking to what people really need to hear. And so when I'm around people, when I'm spending time with people, hurting people, broken people, uh, people, everyday people, kids, you know, whoever, I'll just get a, a picture of what, what they, what, what they're dealing with. And, uh, and I'm able to create and, and write songs that, that are become a soundtrack to people's lives. Mm. Why write this book now? Why specifically this time? Why the message? Why the stories in there? Why now? I think it was important because I'd already climbed a mountaintop. And sometimes when you climb a mountaintop, you have to let people know, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't me. You know what I mean? It wasn't, you know, if, 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 if King David is sitting on his throne, and you're looking at me saying, wow, man, you're the man. He could say, well, let me tell you a story about a man who, you know, slept with another man's wife and had his, her husband killed. Let me tell you about that man. And it's like, whoa, that can't be your story, King David. You're King David. And he's like, no, it's my story, which doesn't, doesn't show you how awesome I am. It shows you how merciful God is, you know? And so I, I wanted to tell this, my story now because it, it paints a picture of not how awesome Lecrae is, but how, how awesome God is and how merciful and, and, and great he is. During the process of your career, your life, writing the book, everything, what would you say has been the worst piece of advice you've ever received? <laughs> uh, worst piece of advice I've ever received um, it's probably, uh, it's probably to just play the game, you know, mm -hmm. to manipulate people's emotions and play the game. Uh, there's a saying, you know, especially like in, in songwriting, they say, if they cry, they buy. So figure out a way to make listeners cry and, uh, and, and be manipulative. And, um, and I, I just think that's, that's terrible, you know, is some of the worst advice, because what that does is that erodes away your own sense of integrity and your own conscience. Mm -hmm. And it, it makes you, you know, a manipulator uh, for, for lack of a better term. And that's mm -hmm. probably the worst advice I've ever got. Mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got quite a few more questions, but I do want to be respectful of your time. Um, where can people, for example, buy your book currently? Where can they connect with you, learn more about you and get to know the real Lecrae? Um, yeah, you know, find the book, uh, you know, anywhere books are sold, uh, definitely Amazon, of course, 
Um, you go to lecrae.com, L-E-C-R-A-E, and uh, you can find a, a picture of who I really am. Mm. Which song for you that you've, you've performed or you've written has the most meaning for you? Um, it, you know, it changes, it ebbs and flows. Um, and so there's always different songs for different seasons of my life. I think there's always a song for a season um, that, that, that are really important in those seasons. I, I think the first was take me as I am. And it was praying for you. Um, you know, uh, I think more recently it's, um, nothing left to hide off restoration. Um, this was always a song for that season that I, that I'm experiencing. Mm. Yeah. My final question this is my all time favorite question. It's a hypothetical one, Lecrae. So I want you to use your imagination with me for a moment, but all right. Imagine with me that you've been able to reach the age of 100. All your friends have decided to put together a film for you of everything you've ever said and everything you've ever done. Don't ask me how in the world they got it all. We'll call it magic for the sake of an argument. <laughs> and they decided to put together this film and show it to you on your 100th birthday. What do you want that film to say and to show about your life? Oh, man, that I was selfless, that I really poured myself out for the benefit of other people. Um, because at the end of the day, you know, if my ceiling is not someone else's floor, um, then it, it, it was all for me and it all dies with me. And so I want to be able to make sure other people can, uh, can benefit from, from my contributions. I love it. I feel like that is a, a great way to sort of end our conversation. Lecrae, thank you so much for everything that of you're course. doing, man, in the community, in every the world, basically. You've touched my heart all the way here in Sydney, Australia. You've touched a <laughs> lot of my, my listeners' hearts as well. So thank you so much for coming on the Storybox podcast today and sharing your story. Of course. Thank you. Appreciate you. I really don't like this part because it means that sadly we have come to an end of yet another story. I just want to say thank you to all of you for tuning in and listening to our guest today. It is my prayer that you would have felt inspired, motivated, challenged in some way, and that you would have learned something new as well. If you would like to hear more amazing stories like this one, you can do so now by searching up the story box on all podcast platforms. It is that easy. And if you did get something from today's guest, please do share it around with your friend or family member who you feel could benefit from hearing today's story. And before you go, I greatly appreciate it if you could spend 30 seconds leaving a rating review over on Apple Podcasts. It goes a long way to reaching more people and building this community of the Storybox. Let's start changing lives through powerful stories like this one you heard today. Your support is always greatly appreciated. Until next time, when we dive back into the story box, I'm Jay Phantom, and don't forget, your story is worth more than you know. I'll catch you then. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.